0: Backlogs. I'm finally able to walk and be without se- severe pain. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I was in severe pain for the last six weeks, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemies. Maybe the devil, but not on my worst enemy. Anyway, I hope you're doing great today, and welcome to the Crusader for Christ podcast hour, and I want to thank the old paths again for that great introduction song. They're just a wonderful group, and please support them and what they do. And they do a lot, and they bring a lot of glory to God through their songs and their, and their testimonies and their preaching. Wonderful men of God, and I want to thank them for the song. Today, you know, we talked about Lesson 1 and 2. Today I will to dive in a little bit to, and I, I know this is going to take more time than I really want to spend, on. But, but we'll go into the next one and do it. But how many of you today would honestly admit before we even start, let's just have a quick word of prayer. Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to be here and to make this film and this podcast. I pray it to be a blessing to your people. I pray it to be a blessing to them that here that aren't saved, that they may wake up and see that this danger that we've got lurking in our world is nothing but satanic, demonic movement. And Lord, I just pray you'll bless this video, bless this podcast. And Lord, use it for your glory. And we love you and we thank you, God, and we praise you in Jesus Christ's name. And through his blood, we command the demons right now, everywhere in this room and everywhere around us, to leave us alone while we try to do our best to uh, make this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you all know that the last, I mean, it has been one thing after another. My computer tore up. My keyboard messed up. Even my mouse messed up. And then this back pain hit me. And uh, and I read the book of Job, and I didn't feel so bad. But you know, sometimes you wonder, right? But God is still, Amen. God, and He's still Lord, and He's still Christ, and He's still saving, and He's still delivering the wicked to the pits, and He's still delivering the, the righteous uh, out of the out of the snares of the devil. But I'm going to talk to you today about a quick, uh, not quick. We'll just see. I'll try to stay under twenty minutes. I know you don't want to watch it that long, but I, I mean, there's just so much to cover. But I want us to understand that Satan is alive, and he's working hard through occults, cults, cult, religion, Hollywood, and every walk of life. He's working through families daily. He wants to destroy every family he can destroy. Uh, that's his. That's his. Motto, that's his motto, I'm, I'm by whatever word. But that's what he does. He's out to destroy. He's a deceiver. He's a liar. And every part of our lives are influenced by Satan. I'm telling you, they really are. We don't realize how much the devil has power. I know that God is all-powerful. I understand that. But I'm telling you, if you read the book of Job, if you read the Bible, from the beginning to the end of the Bible, it's one fight after another fight after another fight. Think about it. Uh, in Genesis 3, uh, where the Satan came in the form of a serpent, and he used this beast, the most subtle beast of the garden, And God had already given Adam and Eve all that they needed to know about it. God had given them everything they wanted, everything they needed, give them eternal life. They were born, they were formed to live forever. That's right. It wasn't until after sin that their bodies were cursed and they both died. First, they died spiritually, right off the bat, and then physically in time, which we know that Adam died at 930 years. I'm 66, <laughs> I'm 66 and I can't even imagine, 930, never could, anyway, they were a whole lot better shape than I was, but this is the lie, and and, and when the um, serpent said to Adam, you know, uh, or God said to Adam, excuse me, when God said to Adam, because, because you have hearkened, because you have listened to the voice of of thy wife, because you know Eve was in the transgression of the sin because she, the the authority was put on Adam. Now some of you want to know that. like you talk to God about that. Yeah. I want to make sure I have my mic on. Sorry about that. But Eve was given the instructions from from Adam and God not to eat of of the forbidden fruit of knowledge and good of Eve and all that. And so she disobeyed the name because Satan told her, you know, that he, God was a liar, and he's still telling everybody that God's a liar, that he don't care, and he wants, he knows you want to be like him, and all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't until Adam took of the bite of, of that. We'll call it an apple. Why not? Even though I think it was a peach, but we don't know. But it was of the tree of knowledge, of evil and good. And then God says to him, because you've hearkened, to the voice of your wife and has eaten of the tree of which I commanded you. Listen, God said, I commanded you, right? That eat, Saying you shall not eat of it because the day you do, you're going to die. And he cursed the ground and he cursed uh, the, the world. And right there and right then... God turned the world over to Satan. And he told him, you know, all the days of your life, you're going to toil in the in the, in the in the ground, it's going to be dry. He told Satan he's going to growl on his belly. But thank God he told him also in, in chapter 3 that one day God would crush his head, but he would bruise his heel, and that was on the cross. So there's no question about that Satan was now in charge of this world. We don't know the time frame between when God... Created the earth and then threw Satan out. We don't know all that. Uh, But it doesn't matter. We know that it happened because Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, through the king of Tyre, the prince of Tyre, and he was called the king of Tyre, Satan was. And he used the prince of Tyre to bring about the workings of Satan. And Satan, in in, uh, Isaiah 14, he said, I will be like the most high. I will extend my throne above God's. I will rule the worlds and the galaxies and the stars. I will be higher than God. Now, you've got to remember that Lucifer, the name Lucifer, was light bearer. What his job was in heaven, I mean, you had the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and you had Satan. And his power was so great that he had—he was in control of all of that, everything. But he was also to bring glory to God. He was the light bearer of God. You understand? That's what his job was. Lucifer's job was to bring glory to God through the angels. He was the light bearer of that job but sin got in his heart and we could go into a lot of things about that somewhere he had to happen and he chose to try to overthrow God which is foolish it would be like the fly telling the elephant you know I'm going to squash your head if you don't move on and it would never work and that's still a terrible example anyway but we now know that satan is the god of this world now there's some scriptures that will back this up. John chapter 12, verse 31, it says, Now judgment is upon the world. Now the rule of this world has been cast out. The rule of this world has been cast out. And he's talking about Satan, Lucifer. John 14 30. I will not speak much more, you Jesus said, for the rule of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. In other words, Satan is coming and he's going to rule, and I, he's gonna, <laughs> they're going to kill me, but I'm not going to stay dead. Amen. We're going, that's another thing for that time. Ephesians 2 and 2, in which you were formerly walked, he's telling the Christians at Ephesus, and Ephesus is a great book. He said, you formerly walked according to the course of this world, the spirit that, that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Amen. Uh, I don't know what that beeping noise is, but you just have to ignore it. And then John 16, 11, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has begun judging, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, and chapter 4, verse 3 and 4, he says, If our gospel is hid, it's hid to those that are lost, and then the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Uh, at least they see the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. But the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Now, if you're a Christian, you've seen the light. If you're a Christian, you understand what this means. But if you're not a Christian, you don't understand what he's talking about when he says the God of this world has blinded your mind because you're blind spiritually. Um, Trying to tell a blind person what color blue is is like trying to tell a lost person that's blind to the gospel what the gospel is. Unless the light or the glorious gospel of Christ and the spirit of God should shine upon them. So Satan is the prince and the power of the air. Now here's what I'm going to talk to you about real quick and we'll get through this. John 10 and 10, listen to what it says. Jesus said, I am the door, and if any man should enter in, he said, he shall be saved, and he shall go in and out and find the pastor. The thief, now this it says, the thief comes but not to steal, to kill and destroy. Kill, steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Uh and then he says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now i want to talk to you right here and right now about this devil, what Satan is doing. First thing he wants to do, he wants to steal. You can say, well, he wants to steal your soul. Well, that, that may be true, and he probably does. I'm sure he does. He wants to keep you lost. But what Satan wants to do is he wants to steal your knowledge. Your knowledge of what? Your knowledge of this right here. you see that? He wants to steal your knowledge of this Bible. He does not want you reading it. He doesn't want you praying over it. He doesn't want you studying it. He doesn't want you to know anything about this Bible. The farther he can keep you away from this, the better off he's going to be. And I'm not talking to lost people. I'm talking to Christian people. You, can, you say, well, I go to church every Sunday. Amen. But how much time do you really start stay in the Bible? How much time do you really study the Bible? I mean, pull the pages open and say, what does this mean, Lord? And the Bible says in John 14, 26, that God sent the Holy Spirit that lives in us to teach us and to to show us the ways. But you've got to get in it to understand it. But so many Christians let it sit on the shelves. Well, I go to Sunday school. I've been doing it for, for all these years, and I can promise you, and I don't mean this to be sarcastic, folks. I'm just being honest with you. A lot of people don't even read their lessons. You can see it in their books. They have nothing written down. They have nothing underlined. They have nothing. They come. They sit down. And, and you know how long you remember that stuff? By that, Satan pulls it right out. So the devil wants to steal your knowledge. Whew. Steal your knowledge. And the way he does is keep you from understanding. And then when you see the Bible and you read it, he still wants to steal it from you, make you doubt. And then he wants to kill what? Your joy. He wants to kill your joy. See, the Bible says in 1 Peter 1 1.8, there is a joy that's unspeakable and full of great glory. There's joy in knowing what the Lord wants you to do. The devil wants to kill your joy so you'll be discouraged and that you'll be destroyed by destroying, is the next word, your testimony. The greatest thing you have as a Christian is your testimony. When you go to witness to a lost person, or someone that you even know that may be your next door neighbor, and they've seen you living, they see you out in your yards, and they see you go to church, and they see you coming home, and they see how you act, they hear how you talk, and and they watch you. Well, the devil does not want you to have a, a testimony, and what he's doing to our kids today in these colleges and these doctrination centers these schools that the government... That's why the government is trying to run all the schools. That's why they want to have free college. So they can tell you what... You even hurt. tell them what they need to hear. And that's because they're they're, they're brainwashing them. And that's what the devil does. He brainwashes you through deceit and, and through deception where God wants to sanctify you and teach you what the Bible says. Now listen, Ephesians... In this, and we, I want to get down to this because... It's so important you understand. The book of Ephesians is a great book. Every chapter in it is a wonderful book. But now, I want to talk to you about Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 18. And this is what it says. The Bible says, Now finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles of the devil is the tricks of the devil, all that kind of stuff. And if you read in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, Paul said, I'm not ignorant of Satan's devices except he gets advantage over us. Now, how can you get an advantage over you if you don't know what the devil's up to? And he's up to a lot. He's a deceiver. He's a destroyer. He hates you. He wants to kill your children. He wants to kill everybody. He wants to take you to hell. And if you're a Christian, he wants to destroy you. He wants to steal your your knowledge. He wants to kill your testimony. He wants to destroy your uh, testimony and kill your joy. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what's going on. Look at our churches today small churches are almost dying everywhere and big churches are, are are losing members even brother kevin the president of the georgia baptist convention said there's there's less baptisms right now than there ever has been people being saved what do you think the number one growing church in this country is or the religion let me just put it that way and you'd say well probably the muslims well they're growing bigger, they're growing faster than christians are but that is not the number one growing religion in this world, in this country. And it's going to blow your mind when I tell you this, but this is exactly what's happening. What is happening right now, is the, the satanic church, you don't see this in the newspapers. You don't see it in the Daily Beast and all these kind of places. You don't see it nowhere. But the satanic church, you've got to know where to go to get this information, is the fastest growing church in our country through drugs, pornography, all these things, everything you see out there that's running in that circle is of the devil. Y'all understand that, right? And it's a, it's out of hell. And if you wanna if you want to send your children to these colleges, and I don't mean to be getting on to you, I know you all want to get it. This is the most important time in our life. This isn't twenty years or thirty years ago. This isn't when people my age went to college. It's not that way anymore. These are indoctrination centers, critical race theory, and all this crap. Excuse me. Jump! And I'm not going to end that out because that's really what it is. The woke society, all this stuff right here is going on. And we either can conf- we, conf- we can either join together in prayer and and fight against it or we're just not going to get it. It's going to fall apart. But well, you say, well, I'm a premillennialist. I believe that Jesus is coming back and everything's got to get bad. Well, how do you know? Paul thought he was coming back in his day. That was 2,000 years ago. i bet right at him. It's, it's, I'm telling you, we are there. We are. I know we're in the last, the latter times of the last days. I do believe that. I believe we're at the, the Church of the sin. I really do believe that. But I don't know when Christ is coming back, and neither do you. It could be another 100 years, or 20 years, or tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But anyway, sometime. But God has warned us that these things are going to happen and then he tells us to take on the whole armor of God so that we can be strong in the Lord and this is really what we're getting down to the whole armor of God put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against spiritual wickedness in high places and the rulers of this world darkness of this darkness. And he says, Wherefore take on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Now I'm I'm gonna tell you this right out out front because I wanna I want to go through this piece by piece, but I'm telling you, time's flying. I mean we are we are our country's changing so fast right now it's it's mind boggling. I remember when I was a little kid, we lived up in Detroit, above Detroit and it snowed a lot back in those days. I don't know if it snows as much up there now it used to, but it started snowing a lot of times early October and go through, you know, the whole, all, the whole winter. October, November, December, January, uh, into February, and then sometimes all the way up into March. And it snowed. So we had all these things we would do in the snow. But one of the things we did was we build snow forts. And what we'd do, we'd get a little ball of snow, about that big, and we'd start, <laughs> we'd start rolling it. And if you've ever made a snowman, I mean a real snowman, I'm talking about these southern snowmen that you know look like that. You know, that's my snowman. <laughs> Michigan a snowman is not that, I mean snowmen are like seven foot tall, forts, got balls in it. But you start pushing this ball of snow, and as you push it, it gets a little bigger, I mean a little bigger, and it takes time, a little bigger, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's this big, and then all of a sudden it's this big, and all of a sudden you just can't push it no more. But as you get to the end, that's when it gets really building, when it gets really big. That's where the church, that's where we're at. Sin has gone so wild that right now, I mean, people don't even have any idea what's happening in our country. But I'll say this. For the last 60 years, they've killed babies. And now we're up to the point where they're killing them when they're even born. Oh, God. Oh, God. But we're sitting by and we're watching it happen. And then they voted, the Supreme Court voted that a man could marry men and women could marry marry women legally and adopt kids. This uh, guy from, I think it's Wisconsin, whatever, beauty jug or bucket jug, whatever, him and his wife, they call it his wife, it's two men. I think they have adopted three kids. Oh, you say, well, now pay church. That's not any of our business. It is our business. It is our business. When you open and understand, God is not going to put up with this nonsense. He's not. And we are the only ones that can stop it, and yet we're not doing anything. And that includes me. Oh, I pray. But until we get together, until we repent, until we have a revival in this country where people get down on their knees before God and cry out if my people who are called by my name. Amen. 2 Chronicles 7.14. I know we've quoted it a million times. But we don't do anything about it, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But if I, and I'm gonna tell you this, this is gonna be the I'm gonna close with this. Oh well, yeah, I want to tell you this real quick too. I'm sorry. That whole armor of God, every bit of it, is Jesus Christ. Every bit of it is Jesus Christ. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the the, the belt of truth. Having your feet show the preparation of the gospel of peace. Taking the uh, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And praying. These things are all Christ. Taking on Christ. Take up the cross and follow me. If you want to be my disciple, then follow me. If you don't, get out of the way because we're going we're to go on. And 12 men changed the world. Amen. All right. I know I'm getting, out of, getting over, but I, it, I just, man, I had not been able to make this. I had not been able to sit down and do anything because I was hurting so bad. I'm sorry, but we're going back in the setup. I hope you've listened to this whole thing. But here's the bottom line. If I were the devil, what would I do? I would downplay, I would ridicule, and I would say I don't even exist. How many people really believe in this real devil? I mean, just like they don't believe in real, real God. If they did, they would be doing something. Uh, if he says, I, I, I would deny being the devil, there's no evil. It's all conjured up in man's mind. Man has conjured up this evil. I would have an open avenue of dealing daily business. Nobody would even know I was there if I was the devil. No, I would be there. Does the devil exist? Yes, he does. Uh, I mean, look at what's going on with Walt Disney. Movies, pictures. These two horned characters, these red characters, with a, with a, excuse me, with a, you know, with a red-colored character with a pointed tail and a web feet and he's always got a pitchfork and cola and all that. You won't find that written in the Bible. There's no comedian by the name of Philip Wills who said, the devil made me do it, even though he, he does. Uh, and so there's always this laughing at sin. And today, liberal churches don't even mention the devil. They don't even mention the devil. They make jokes about sin. They make jokes about sickness of the mind, but yet they won't preach on satanic, demonic sins. And it's absolutely amazing to me that the church has taken the D off a devil and they just call it evil. And they've added the zero to God. They made it good. God is good, but God is better than good. God is holy. God is righteous. God is sovereign, and there's so many attributes to God we couldn't name them all. I just, it would be impossible. But God, my friend, is 100 percent holy, and the devil is 100 percent evil. He is the antichrist. He's the anti-God. And uh, I've never seen anything like it. I've been in this for 46 years, and it's it's worse now than I've ever seen. Our government, the, they get on TV and they lie, and folks. We're in a battle. We're in the battle of the minds of our young people, and they're being swallowed up, and you better be careful what your kids watch and what your kids do, and you buying these phones at when they're 10, 11 years old, and it opens up a world to everything out there. And you say, well, I, they, my kids won't do it. Oh, they will. I was a kid once myself. The battle's raging, and the devil's winning right now, but he's not going to win the war. And so we've got to put on that whole armor of God. We've got to put on that whole armor of God to fight against the devil. Listen, this is the end. I'm going to just say this. I love you, and I need your prayers, because there's no telling I'm <laughs> I've, I've been put through the calls over the last six, seven, eight, nine weeks, really, trying to do these, because the devil doesn't want to be, the devil does not want to be uh, shown what he is. He wants to keep it all a secret. He wants you to laugh at sin. He wants you to laugh at dirty jokes. He wants you to laugh at ugly things. He wants you to make fun of other people. I'm just telling you, watch what you say, watch what you do as a Christian because the devil will have you right where he wants you and you'll never know it. I love you. God bless you. And again, thank you for all you do. Keep me in your prayers. And we'll see you next time here on the Crusading for Christ podcast hour. Amen and God bless you. Oh, what a sin!